Hello, my name is Preston Thomas, and this is episode 33 of The Way of Jesus. This episode reveals that the Jewish scriptures describe and predict not one, but two very different messiahs, and focuses on the spiritual messiah, Jesus the Christ. If you like this podcast and find it helpful, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about it. A complete listing of all episodes with their links and transcripts may be found at thewayofjesus.us. Daniel chapter 7 introduces us to the individual that the Jews looked to as their Messiah, one who would conquer their enemies, free them from their bondage, sit on David's throne, and institute the kingdom of God on earth. There are many passages in the Jewish scriptures referring to such a Messiah. This concept of the Jewish Messiah is complicated and needs to be clarified to fully understand Daniel 7 as well as Daniel chapter 2, where the Messiah's kingdom is represented as a great mountain that fills the whole earth after the destruction of the secular and imperial governments of men. The word Messiah comes from the Hebrew word Mashai, which means anointed one. In ancient times, oils were expensive and were used for ceremonial purposes, as well as to cleanse and protect the skin. At their coronation, kings were anointed with holy oil to show that they were consecrated to God. The Jews held many conflicting ideas about an expected deliverer, but they all agreed that he was to be the Messiah, the Anointed One. The rabbis had gathered many passages from Scripture that they believed were prophetic of a coming Messiah who would deliver the Jews from their bondage. To the Jews, the Messiah was more than a prophet, one who taught God's will or proclaimed the necessity for righteous living. The Messiah was to bring about the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. This was to be a righteous kingdom in which God, through his Messiah, would rule the nations on earth just as he already ruled in heaven. The Gospels were written in Greek, and the Greek word for anointing is Christos. The Greek translation of Messiah is Christ, and Christianity has consistently taught that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah of Jewish prophecy. As mentioned earlier, the rabbis had gathered many Jewish scriptures that they identified as referring to a coming deliverer of the Jewish people. When we examine these messianic scriptures, it quickly becomes obvious that they reference two entirely different kinds of deliverer, a spiritual messiah and a material messiah. Although there are indeed two concepts of the coming messiah to be found in the Old Testament, those that refer to a spiritual Messiah are few, 
compared to the abundance of references to a material Messiah, a temporal deliverer of Israel, a conqueror of their enemies, and a ruler of the Jews who sits on the throne of David. In contrast, the relatively few characterizations of a spiritual Messiah point to a new spiritual teacher who would come to establish a spiritual kingdom for all the world. He would function as a light of life to the nations in the establishment of the kingdom of heaven on earth. He would instigate a new age, a new and better dispensation of mercy and salvation for the people of the earth. He would come for all men, Gentiles as well as Jews. And he would come as a man of peace, a prince of peace. Following are some of the major prophecies that refer to the coming of a spiritual Messiah. The first set of prophecies refer to the promise of his birth as an ordinary mortal of the realm. This contrasts with the teachings that reference a material Messiah who comes down directly from heaven as a fully formed adult, a son of man. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son. Isaiah seven fourteen. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephraim, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Micah 5, 2 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 The next set of Old Testament verses focuses on the ministry of the spiritual Messiah. In these, it is clear that his work is not to bring temporal deliverance to Israel by conquering Jerusalem's enemies, but rather to be a light to the nations and bring spiritual deliverance to all peoples. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those are who are with young. Isaiah forty eleven. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Isaiah 42, 6 and 7. When he spoke at the Nazareth synagogue, Jesus quoted the following messianic verses contained in Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, and then announced that they referred to himself, saying, 
Today, this scripture has been fulfilled. These verses clearly refer to a spiritual deliverer, not a material Messiah who comes as a warrior prince. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. The following verse from Zechariah 9, 9 is significant because it portrays the spiritual Messiah as a man of humility and peace. A warrior king always entered a city riding upon a horse. A king on a mission of peace always entered a city riding upon an ass. Jesus, in his triumphal entrance into Jerusalem, chose to ride on an ass. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious. He is humble and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. Isaiah 53 is perhaps the clearest presentation of the spiritual Messiah, the suffering Messiah dedicated to the spiritual uplift and deliverance of all people. Not a warrior king come to rule Israel following his conquest of Jerusalem's enemies. Its reference to Jesus is obvious. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. And finally, Zechariah 12:10 promises compassion for the Jews who fail to recognize their crucified spiritual Messiah. 
And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of compassion and supplication, so that when they look on him whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him, as one mourns for an only child, and weep bitterly over him, as one weeps over a firstborn. From the beginning, Christians recognized Jesus as the Messiah of Jewish prophecy. That is why they referred to him as the Christ. However, it should be clearly understood that Jesus uplifted this concept of the expected Messiah when he accepted and affirmed Peter's confession that you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. This idea of the Messiah as the Son of God was not contained in the Jewish scriptures. It was a new revelation given by God to Peter and the basis on which Jesus accepted the designation of the Christ. He declared that this recognition of his divine sonship with God would be the rock on which he would build his church. This concludes episode 33. Episode 34 will continue the discussion of the two messiahs and focus on the identity and scriptural references to the material messiah. My book, The Life and Teachings of Jesus, is available from Amazon.com. This book collects and organizes the Jesus verses from the Bible into 180 short chapters arranged in the order in which they occurred in Jesus' life. This results in an easy-to-understand narrative of the Master's life and teaching. This book will bring you a new, more enlightened appreciation of Jesus and provide you with guidance, comfort, and inspiration for living. On Amazon, you can also order the abridged audiobook and the ebook edition. This book is also available online at thelifeandteachingsofjesus.org. Thank you for watching and listening. Until next time, may God bless you and be with you.